What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be going through my top 36 wide receiver rankings for week 10 of the NFL season. If you guys enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. And if you guys have any fantasy questions, you can drop those down below and I will be getting back to every single person. If you guys are interested in signing up for Underdog Fantasy, they have you know some super fun weekly drafts. They also have player pickums for every game. They have a, you know, a ton of lines up for the uh, Thursday night game. And the one that I'm looking at for this matchup is the uh, over-under uh, half a rushing and receiving touchdown for Cordero Patterson. For me, I'm looking at the uh, over or the higher on that one. Patterson scored a rushing touchdown or a overall touchdown in four of the five games so far this season. He also saw 80% of the Falcons goal line snaps in his return in week nine. Even though he didn't have his full workload, he was still getting the uh, goal line opportunities. And then we have the Panthers defense who have allowed 13 touchdowns to the running back position, tied for the most in the NFL. So that's a pick that I like. You guys can go through, uh, look at all of those. If you use the link in the description or code Quinn, they will double your first deposit up to $100. But now jumping into the wide receiver rankings, you know, per usual, we have this top four of Tyree Kill, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, and Stephon Diggs. And then we've got uh, Devontae Adams just outside of those guys. Then at number six, I have Jalen Waddell. This Dolphins passing attack has just been basically unstoppable when Tua is the starting quarterback. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, just every single game giving you top, top production. So I think it's fair to have Waddell up here at number six. Also, I'm not sure if you guys can hear the rain coming down. It is raining pretty hard outside. Hopefully it's not a distraction, uh, but keeping it going here at number seven, AJ Brown going up against the Commanders. Just a super strong, you know, week-to-week mid-tier uh, wide receiver one. I have Amon Ross St. Brown here against the Bears at number eight. As you guys know, I'm very, very high on Amon Ra. I think this is a great matchup against the Bears. We just saw Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle absolutely shred them. I think Amon Ra is due for a big breakout after, you know, back-to-back slower games, you know, even though he has been healthy. At number nine, I have DeAndre Hopkins going up against the Rams. I guess he had, you know, his uh, worst game of the season so far. Still, you know, scored a touchdown, was giving you decent points, but he was just so dominant through two weeks. I still think he's going to be, you know, a top 12 wide receiver moving forward up until uh, Marquise Brown comes back. Then at 10, I have C.D. Lamb going up against the Packers. I feel like there's this kind of big tier here, probably starting with C.D. Lamb. He hasn't had one of these like huge, crazy breakout games since Dak has been back, but I do think some of those big performances are going to be coming soon. At number 11, I have Mike Evans. I think we could have gone with a few different players here. Honestly, probably like five or six different options here at number 11. I do think this is a large tier. I ended up going with Mike. Maybe we see a Bucks offense rebound. Not exactly anticipating it, but I still think Mike Evans can give you, you know, fringe wide receiver one production, even if the Bucks offense doesn't look good. At 12, I have Chris Olave, a fantastic matchup against the Steelers. We know Mike Thomas is likely going to be out for the season, or I think he's locked in out for the season. So Chris Olave is the clear cut number one, you know, for the foreseeable future. And I think he's a uh, top 12 play this week. At 13, I have Debo Samuel. I could have seen Debo, you know, being ranked a few slots lower. I think this is a solid matchup here against the Chargers. He should be fully healthy coming off of the uh, bye week. So I do think he'll kind of remind people why he is the wide receiver one on this team. Then back to back, I have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. It seems like week for week, these guys just continue to match their production. I think both of them are high-end wide receiver twos going up against the Buccaneers. At 16, I have Amari Cooper. 
He's just been super productive, even without Deshaun Watson in the lineup. I think, you know, with a Brissett at quarterback, he's a mid to high end wide receiver too. Once we get Deshaun Watson in there, we could really be seeing top 10, maybe even top five if he gets good touchdown luck rest of season once Watson is back. At 17, I have Christian Kirk just continues to give you solid wide receiver two production as Trevor Lawrence's number one option. Also is a pretty solid matchup here against the Chiefs. The Jaguars are likely going to have to keep up, likely going to be you know a decent amount of passing volume in this one. And then in that same matchup, I have Juju Smith-Schuster, who after a slow start has really settled in and just been on a tear. Even though this is a pretty crowded wide receiver room, I feel like Juju has established himself as the clear-cut number one wideout, and I think he'll continue to give you strong production. At 19, I have Chris Godwin. It has taken a little longer for Chris Godwin to get going as I originally thought. Also, I think a lot of that is due to the uh, overall offensive struggles. So he is going to be more of a mid probably to back end wide receiver too, but I still think he could see a breakout later on in the season. Remember, he is coming off the ACL, so it was always going to be you know more of a second half of the season bet on Chris Godwin. At number 20, I have Joshua Palmer. This is going to be assuming that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both do not play. If uh, you know, like Keenan plays and Williams is out, then Palmer would probably drop to like high-end wide receiver three territory. But if both of those guys are out, I think he proved that he is a very capable NFL wide receiver and is going to command a lot of targets. At 21, I have Alan Lazard going up against the Cowboys, someone who I've admitted to being wrong on this season. He just continues to produce. He's really like the only strong pass catcher on this team aside from Aaron Jones. So I do think he is a very solid wide receiver too. At 22, I have Terry McLaurin. Love McLaurin when Taylor Heineke is throwing the ball. Tough matchup here against the uh, Eagles, but I still think he'll get his opportunities you know, to make some big plays, get into the end zone. At uh, 23, I have Deontay Johnson. Probably going to be much higher on Deontay than consensus. Once again, I'm going to you know, be buying back in. I think the Chase Claypool trade does help out Deontay. Just going to you know, make this offense probably a little bit more saturated between Deontay Johnson. George Pickens and uh, Pat Fryermuth. He's still commanding a ton of targets. Eventually, it just has to translate to points. So I will continue to buy in on Deontay Johnson, but I understand if some of you guys aren't as high on him as I am right now. Then at 24, I have Brandon Ayuk. These past few weeks, you know, before the buy, he has been incredibly impressive. I think he's definitely going to be a fringe top 24 guy rest of season. We'll see how he does with a, you know, fully healthy Debo, but I still think he's going to be a good play this week. Then at 25, I have DJ Moore going up against the Falcons. I definitely think, you know, the quarterback uncertainty isn't great for him. If we knew that PJ Walker was locked in rest of season, I'd probably be much higher, but it's always possible they switch to, you know, Baker Mayfield. I feel like Baker is probably just the worst overall option here. You know, I feel like Walker and Darnold are probably pretty interchangeable. They're going to feed DJ Moore. For whatever reason, it just hasn't clicked with Baker. So we have P.J. Walker starting. We'll see if that sticks. So Moore is, you know, just outside the uh, wide receiver twos. At wide receiver 26, I have Michael Pittman. And Pittman is a really tough guy to rank because we know the talent is there. And I still think he can give you decent production on a bad offense. It really just comes down to how atrocious is the Colts offense going to look. So maybe I'm honestly a little high on him here, having him as a high-end wide receiver three. It is just tough to rank someone so talented you know, as like a mid-tier wide receiver three option. But I guess we've had to do it so far this season with a guy like DJ Moore. 
So maybe, you know, I'll adjust later on in the week. But right now I'm going to slot him in here. I really just have no idea what to expect out of this Colts offense. You know, with Saturday coming in, you've got just a wild press conference, just a lot going on there with the Colts. At 27, I have Gabe Davis. I'm sure a lot of you guys who roster Gabe Davis are probably not going to want him in your lineups this week. And I understand. I definitely think the uh, Josh Allen injury could, you know, factor in pretty heavily here. If Josh Allen is out, like Gabe Davis is unstartable in my opinion. This is definitely a situation where Josh Allen is playing and still going to be, you know, 80 to 90% of Josh Allen. At 28, I have Rondell Moore, just very, you know, consistent usage uh, since he's been back from injury, operating as the wide receiver two behind Marquise Brown and then behind DeAndre Hopkins. So I like him here as a mid-tier wide receiver three. 29, I have Devonta Smith. He has a pretty low weekly floor. He can give you some boom games. So I think this is probably, you know, the appropriate spot from here. Then back-to-back Broncos wide receivers. I have Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton here going up against the Titans. I truly have no idea what to do with these Broncos wide receivers. Early on, it looked like Sutton was pulling away as the number one. Then Sutton was just miserable like the last three weeks. Jerry Judy had really picked it up. So I have Judy slightly ahead. They're coming off the bye week. We have no idea what to expect out of the Broncos. Like, I feel like no one can probably give you a super confident answer on what this offense is going to look like. So they're both going to slot in as mid-tier wide receiver threes. I uh, mentioned George Pickens when I talked about Deontay. I feel like Pickens is a big, big winner of the uh, Chase Claypool move. I feel like he's going to step into the clear-cut wide receiver two role. They obviously felt like he was capable enough to, you know, be in that position. So I do like Pickens moving forward and is probably someone who you can buy very low on. I, you know, I feel like there hasn't been a ton of hype on him, even though I do think he gets a big boost from uh, Claypool leaving. 33, I have Curtis Samuel. Samuel has definitely taken a little bit of a step back with Taylor Heineke at the quarterback position. Prior to uh, Heineke there, we had uh, Curtis Samuel basically outproducing Terry McLaurin pretty consistently. That is no longer the case. He doesn't have the volume and he typically doesn't have the big play upside you know, barring a ref just absolutely trucking the uh, Viking safety. So he's more of a mid to back end wide receiver three. Then at 34, I have Adam Thielen, just a pretty, I feel like bland play here, a slightly desperate flex wide receiver three option. Hasn't been crazy impressive so far, but still someone who's in that top 36 range. Then I have Darnell Mooney here at 35, really kind of, uh, you know, come on the last few weeks. I think last like five weeks, he's been over 50 yards or somewhere in that area. You know, as uh, Justin Fields continues to look better and better, Mooney is going to continue to be a solid, solid option. And I do think this is a good matchup against the Lions here. So if he does kind of have a breakout game here, maybe he is a guy who's sliding in as a mid-tier wide receiver three rest of season. The concern is always just the lack of overall passing volume because Fields can look amazing rushing for 100-something yards, you know, throwing it 20 times. But in terms of, you know, having to rely on that volume, you can have a great target share and still be sitting at like six, seven targets, which isn't necessarily going to translate to top fantasy production. And then to wrap up the top 36, Mecole Hardman, who has been, you know, on a hot streak the last four games, I believe. So I do think he's a, uh, you know, back end wide receiver three play. And then one guy left off, Brandon Cooks, just couldn't really fit him in here. He belongs somewhere in that tier of guys I was talking about at the end. But that is going to wrap it up for this one. Honestly, hopefully the audio is fine for this. Like it's, 
raining pretty heavy outside and I have no idea if this is even gonna work. So hopefully you are uh, listening to this right now. If you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. The running back rankings are already up. So thank you guys and I'll see you in the next one.